Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 205. I'm your host, Alejandro Oveda. Thank you for pushing play to another Blazing Week. And I got to tell you, this was a great week for the podcast. You know, we got a head start on the week, and I couldn't be more excited to get this week started. I just want to first start off just by saying thank you for all the support you have shown this podcast throughout this whole year so far. You know, we're at the edge of January and we're just getting things started. So I just want you guys to know uh, you guys can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor Podcasts, or anywhere you guys get your podcasts at. You know, this podcast is here every Thursday. Um, And if you haven't shared it with somebody new, make sure you share it with uh, a family member, a friend. You know, this podcast is definitely an independent podcast, but the support that you guys show me each and every week, uh, it really just motivates me to keep going. This week, it was a tough week for me, just really trying to get my mind right, trying to stay uh, grinding, try try to keep up with this podcast, but I've been doing my best, and I've been doing the most I think I have in the last month. And seeing that your guys' support has been going a long way, I just want to tell you guys, make sure you guys are just liking the podcast on all those uh, platforms that you guys listen to the podcast on, Uh, especially if you guys are listening to it on Spotify. uh, Make sure you guys are liking uh, and just rating the podcast. Uh, Those ratings really go a, a, a long way on how they really um, advertise the podcast or, or really promote the podcast. Uh, so I just hope that you guys are just staying along for the journey. Uh, like I said, this was a, a, a weird week. I mean, I really had to really get into it, really uh, almost force myself into it. Uh, you know, the weekend was just, it was much needed. I needed a little bit of a, bit of a break. My mind has just been going crazy ever since I got back from work. Things have been kind of going weird at home. Uh, now that we're back on the grind, I, I feel like things are going back. And, and, and just my headspace is a lot better now this week, um, especially with my workouts. I've been feeling like uh, I've been getting a, a more intense workout now that I've been focusing just on uh, my mind and, and, and focusing on myself Uh a lot of distractions this week for not only me, but just uh, life in general. And I just want to make sure you guys know that uh, things get better. You know, uh, when, whenever you see things that are going wrong, uh, things get better at the end of the day. Uh, and you're the one that could make or break your day. Uh, and that's something that I've been learning more and more now that I'm, I guess I'm getting older or now that I'm just feeling a lot different about, uh, my mental, uh, and, and a lot of it has to do with the people that surround you, people that, um, give you that energy or the people that help you out with that energy. So I just want to urge you guys just to make it a choice to have a good day, make it a choice to be positive, Make it a choice to be there for somebody, uh, and I'm learning to to try to do that, uh, even to put my own things aside and be there for someone. Um, I'm trying to really open up. I'm trying to really evolve as a person, and, and this podcast uh, does it for me in one way. Uh, it lets me tell you guys how I feel and also how thing, things are going throughout the week. Uh, for me, it's just an ongoing struggle, just trying to keep things together. Uh, like I say, this, this, the mental part is, is, uh, 
like 90% of the battle. And I think if you can overcome that mental part, I think uh, everything at the end of the day will, will, will go the way you want it. Uh, and that's something that I urge everybody to just hopefully go by, you know, because uh, I've been learning myself that with, with my workouts and everything like that, like, I'm learning a lot more about myself and what I'm willing to do and put on the line. And I'm trying to I'm trying to live that every day and, and not leave a moment behind that I, I cannot live up to, you know. Uh, and that's what I'm starting to live for. Not things, not materialistic things. I'm, I'm living for moments, for experiences, and things that could put people together. So I just hope you guys are coming along with this podcast because we got a long way to go. I mean, together we've been here for four years. We're now in February. We're going for our fourth year. And I, I can't believe that we've made it this long. You know, and, and I'm I'm barely starting, I feel like. I feel like I'm, I'm starting to learn. I'm starting to understand uh, how to do this podcasting thing. And hopefully you guys are, are understanding and seeing the change, you know. Uh, evolution is definitely something that I believe in. And I believe that everybody should evolve throughout time. So as we evolve as people, we got to evolve spiritually. We got to evolve mentally. And we got to evolve physically. And that's something that I finally understand. And I'm finally motivating myself to really change a lot of the habits that I've formed throughout the past. You know, um, like I always say, like alcohol was one of my, you know, vices. And I used to depend on alcohol a lot just to feel better about myself and f feel better about my situation rather than take it into my own hands and, and, and really <clears throat> fix and, and, and solve, uh, with, with my own mind and with my own spirit, you know, uh, I, I'm just blessed that I'm able to have an eye awakening moment like I did last year uh, to really open my eyes for what's to come this year and, and what's to keep pushing for this year. And I just hope you guys have the same kind of moment or you guys have that same kind of, you know, just wanting to wanting to uh, change in, in, in any moment. So I just hope you guys are staying involved with the podcast. Uh, make sure you guys are just having a great week. That's something that I want to maintain. So let's get this podcast started. This week I was able to listen, uh, you know, listen to a lot of different music. Um, I was listening to a lot of podcasts this week. I, not to, not to, I just got to be honest, I was listening to tons of podcasts this weekend, uh, but this week, I definitely wanted to get into something new, something different, um, you know, I know I'm a big hip-hop head, and, and I love hip-hop music, but there's something about rap music that really makes me uh, switch my gears, so I needed something to really motivate me this week, and I wanted to talk about one of my honestly favorite artists, he goes by the name Slim Thug, and he just released his latest project, Big Slim, and if you don't know, uh, Slim Thug was a big reason why uh, they they called me Slim in high school, uh, that was my actually my nickname in high school, so it's kind of crazy that, you know, he's still making music now, uh, he started off in 2005, and in 2005, that was probably my sophomore, junior year. No, he came out probably my sophomore year with Still Tipping with Mike Jones, um, and then he ended up 
releasing his first album in 2005, uh, which was already Platinum, which, which was his uh, album name. And he's known for, you know, his Southern slang and his swing, uh, the way that he really puts together not only his type of uh, lingo, but the lingo that, you know, people probably down South use. But I feel like... Slim Thug makes great albums. He puts together great albums um, with his production, uh, with his lyrics, with the way that he's able to deliver his uh, lyrics, and also just the ability to relate to his listeners. Um, I think some of my favorites are his Hog Life series from 2015 to 2016. I think he has... Four Hog Life uh, uh, albums, um, and also his 2022 release Thug Life, which has been on my you know workout playlist for I mean for a couple of years now. Um, but his music really transcends through his business and really his philanthropy philanthropy work that he does throughout his city in Houston. Um, but his latest project to me, big slim has to be my favorite project so far. And I just wanted to share it with you this week because you know, the whole album, I mean, 11 songs in, in, in the album, um, all bangers. I felt like that you could listen to throughout, um, nothing really that I feel like, will get radio play. I mean, nothing really from him really gets radio play, which in my opinion is kind of, I mean, it's political, you know, you got to be able to sell albums. You got to be able to, um, sell out shows. And I'm not going to say he, he can't, but I think he has, you know, his following. And I think that, um, with, with this album, I think he will definitely get a lot more people to uh, gravitate towards his music. It's, like I said about his production too, like it's all in house. Like he, he does it all himself, uh, with his team. And I mean, he, he's had a lot of, a lot of different, um, albums so far that, that he's done this, the same thing with, which why I like it is because, you know, he has his own kind of way of doing things, but it's kind of interesting now that, you know, we're in 2022, he's made a full circle with his music uh, he's no longer going uh, as Slim Thug. He's now going as Big Slim. So this is a change of moniker, which I really appreciate. You know, he's trying to really step away from uh, the past that, you know, all the stuff that, that in the past that he used to do and all that, he's trying to evolve. So this is why an album I really wanted to really uh, talk to you guys about, uh, really bring it to you guys' attention because, um, Artists like this, you know, they they, they, they try to uh, personify something in the beginning just to get, you know, attention. But really, once they make it themselves, they really want to portray themselves. And that's what I like about uh, Big Big Slim. Uh, I, I might still call him Big uh, Slim Thug, but Big Slim, I, I just feel like he has something to offer for everybody. So make sure you check out uh, this, this new album, Big Slim. And this week, I was able to watch a lot of different movies and shows. Um, I did start the new 
Wednesday series on Netflix uh, this week. I haven't finished it, so I'm not going to talk about it this week. But I did want to talk about a movie I did find on Netflix. It's based on the inspirational true story. It's called uh, Two Hearts. And it's discovered the mystery that connects them all. And this this movie was incredible. I, I couldn't, honestly, I, I kind of, it was a tearjerker for me. Uh, but there's two main characters in the film is shown standing on a beach. And then suddenly it just flash forwards into being wheeled into an operating room, which it was a quick movie to get to the point of what was happening. Um, and it just, the movie just really rewinds different moments in time of two people uh, that grow into their older stages of life. Uh, one is an older man and one is a younger man. And both have a lot of things in common. Um, both want to find love. Both want to make connections. And both want to live. Um, this is something that really... We, we don't often think about as we we uh, think about life or death, you know. Um, and sometimes when it becomes death, we don't think about what's after or what what what, what could remain after, you know. And, and for this one, um, it's really about organ donorship, which, which you can I'm not going to tell Spotify. the whole story, but basically it's about organ donorship and how... Uh, people you know pass away at an early age and you know they they are able to pass on their organs and to other people and help other people live uh, but this is a great movie i think you guys should check it out um it really made me think it really made me uh, feel a lot of different emotions i never thought i would uh it, it didn't really get a, a great rating I, I believe on Rotten Tomatoes or or on 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 any of the critics, uh, they they rated it like a six out of ten. And I honestly I believe this was a seven or a seven or close to an eight, just because of the story and just the way that they ended up writing this this movie. It was incredible. Um, I just think like we have to really think about these things and I'm glad there's people out there that are making these types of movies. Um, like I said, it, the, the, the grade of the movie really didn't, I, I, I feel like the, the rate that they gave this movie didn't really give it justice because the, the outcome of this movie really, Oh man, it just touched me in so many ways. And I think everybody should be able to watch something like this to understand, uh, what life could be like at, at the end, you know, um, really touched me. It definitely has um, a love story as 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 well as friendship. Um, so I think you guys should check this out. It's called Two Hearts. It's on Netflix. It's based on, like I said, a, a inspirational true story. And I think you know it was released in two thousand two thousand twenty. But it really hasn't really hit my Netflix until recently. So I just hope you guys uh, would like it. Just make sure you guys let me know what else you guys are watching throughout this week. And this week, I just want to talk about uh, the Monterey Park mass shooting, which really, really, really touched me this week. I don't know. Uh, just all of there was 11 victims of this uh, mass shooting, which ages range of 
57 to 76 year olds. Um, all 11 victims of the mass shooting at a dance studio on Lunar New Year in Monterey Park, California. In uh, the L.A. County coroner, medical examiner said that all the uh, people were aged from 57 to 76. And these victims, five men, six women, uh, they were all publicly identified. And I, I just don't want to go through throw them all. There's so many different names, but it's so sad to see that they're older in age. You know, the targets were older, older people. Um, but investigators right now are working on this and they haven't determined a motive yet. Uh, the community faces a long, long road in that area, especially uh, for recovery. You know, uh, it's definitely hard when uh, you see your own. And, and honestly, this is a new type of kind of attack when they're attacking uh, people of older age. You know, it's usually, you know, a kid or something or or a, a male, you know, in his early 30s or 40s, you know. Uh, but this is just a shocker to me, and I couldn't believe it when I heard it. Uh, as you know, on Saturday it happened, as the city was really celebrating uh, Lunar New Year, which over there in Monterey Park uh, has a big Asian community, so a lot of uh, people were uh, in this location. And there was, there's just a lot of fear and anxiety throughout the, the that whole community right now as, you know, this really just flipped everything upside down. Uh, but Governor Newsom right now has been really meeting with the victims of the shootings. Um, and he has already talked about gun control, which is crazy. But the tragedy is a tragedy, you know, and it's sad to see uh, that, that even... A 72-year-old person can be a victim, you know. Um, but they said that, uh, I, or I, I saw an interview with um, the person that stopped the shooter, which was incredible. I, I, I could not believe this this gentleman uh, really took it upon himself to stop the shooter. Uh, he ended up fighting him, getting hit in the face a couple times and you could tell, you know, it was a fight or flight kind of situation. And he ended up um, detaining this guy, taking his gun. Um, the guy ended up just walking out of the, out of the dance studio, which was kind of eerie to me that he would just be able to just walk, walk away from it. And with, with no repercussions, if you felt like, but, uh, they found hundreds of rounds of ammunition, uh, a, bunch of different uh, caliber rifle uh, ammunition and there's has been evidence to believe that he was manufacturing homemade firearms and suppressors in his home so this is a crazy situation I just think when it hits a community like that it will it, hit it for a long time and it's, it's a trust issue you know I, and it's unclear to, to, to know why this man had a motive uh, to attack these two dance studios so it's 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 a crazy situation, but you also got to think, you know, uh, anything could happen in these days. And, and you know, uh, we, we've seen a lot of uh, more shootings like this, especially uh, targeted at, at, at people of color or people of um, 
it, uh, other ethnicity. So if you guys are definitely unclear of a situation you're in and, and you feel like you're unsafe, just make sure you guys understand that you got to have fight or flight like this guy. Um, if this guy didn't stop the shooter, who knows how many more people uh, would have been killed. And while I was watching that interview, he even said that even if he were to die, he, uh, he, he, he know that he was trying to save uh, other people. So it, it was a crazy situation that I think could go without having to be, you know, have any uh, people shot or anything. Um, I just think people need to get their mental in order. Uh, and I know, you know, the pandemic has really hit a lot of people differently. Uh, it's sad to see that, you know, uh, it, it's it been messing with a lot of people's uh, mental. And I, I just hope that we thrive um, as a society and, and try to shun these types of attacks, you know, um, the gunman fired 42 rounds of ammunition from a semi-automatic handgun, uh, leaving the scene, like I said. And I I'm just so happy that that guy was able to stop uh, the the uh, the shooter. Um, just I, I just believe his adrenaline had to have been out of 100 at that time. Uh, just knowing that he needed to grab the gun, needed to fight, fight, fight the guy... Uh, I, I just think, you know, what a hero uh, and, and to see the just his face and in, in the in the I just don't think he knew exactly what was going on still. Um he still probably has a lot more days to really digest what was going on. because uh, those things are, are are really tragic to people, you know. They they really affect people differently. And I feel like sometimes uh you get that PTSD. So I just hope uh, you know, th this community could come back together and, and really repair what has been uh, tarnished. So I just want to pay my respects to the people that have been affected by that Monterey uh, shooting this past weekend. And, you know, the podcast is a huge supporter of local music, and I just want to continue to support our local music. And I was so glad uh, that the fee uh, ended up, you know, sharing his video, his new video called TikTok, uh, which you can find on YouTube or check out the fees, Facebook page, Instagram page. You can find it on there. Uh, but this video is featuring Brandon Freeman and he's, uh, half of cloud ship. Uh, but this, this song, this, uh, video was very different and I would say that in a good way because not very many people are making music which is different, you know. Um, especially with the with the fee, the fee, you know, he did his whole uh, trappy fee uh, series, which I, I respect it, I love. Uh, but hearing what he was is creating with uh, Brandon Freeman with this uh, TikTok song, and I I really really love it. I think it makes you. Uh, understand that there's a lot more to uh, our artists here in Fresno or in our Central Valley. We have layers, and and I think he was one of those ones that could really break it down to people. Um, I just I, I can't wait for his uh, 
the album. The album, uh, I think, will be coming first thing in February. And, of course, once I get a hold of that, that album, I'm definitely going to be reviewing it and giving you guys what I like the most about the fee. And especially with this new video, is it, it, it's great to see that he's using his resources. You know, um, the video was awesome, but the, but just the, the visuals and the way that he was able to use um, Brandon Freeman on the collaboration and it, it, it just made it even better so I just hope you guys enjoy it uh, make sure you guys check it out on YouTube and make sure you check out the feed on Facebook Instagram um, he also has his can't be knocked brand which also has been uh, hitting a, a lot of Likes, I, I, I've been seeing a lot of uh, different things that I've been liking from his uh, catalog. So make sure you check out his uh, brand. Also, Can't Be Knocked, uh, which you can find probably on his Facebook or Instagram pages. So I just want to continue supporting our local music uh, scene as we continue this great new year. So make sure you guys check out the fee and make sure you check out uh, his album, which will be coming first thing in February. Now let's talk some local sports and let's start off with our Fresno State men's basketball team who has a record of 7-12. and 12. Uh, The 3-5 and five right now in conference, which isn't too bad. They're still, you know, remain uh, behind in the Western uh, Mountain Western Conference. Uh, but let's talk about how well they did this week. Uh, their first matchup, the Dogs started the weekend with a win as they defeated UNLV 76-63. The dogs were led by number three, Isaiah Hill, as he scored 29 points and he was able to dish out another five assists. Uh, then the dogs took on Mountain West rival Boise State um, and they ended up getting the loss 53 to 63 on the road. But our dogs were led by Isaiah Hill as he scored 14 points and also dished out seven assists. Uh, but this week, the dogs will close out their January games. The first game is at home versus Utah State this Saturday, January 28th. And then their second will be on the road uh, versus Wyoming on January 31st. Uh, make sure you tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your men's basketball team. But now let's talk about our Fresno State women's basketball team. Um, and they've been able to be uh, in action this week. Our, our ladies were on the road over the week, first facing off against Boise State, uh, but they were defeated 53-60 to in this Mountain West showdown. Our dogs were led by number 33, Amaya West, as she scored 17 points and grabbed eight rebounds. Then our ladies faced off against Nevada and lost 69-75. to Our Lady Dogs were led by Amaya West, though, as she scored 20 points and dished off three assists. Uh, the Lady Dogs are in action tonight on the road versus San Diego State and won't be in action. And I, don't, I don't think they'll be in action until next week. So make sure you support your fellow state men's and women's basketball teams as they close out January. I know February is a short month, but they, they will be only having uh, a few games left in, in February. So make sure you guys uh, do your part by supporting your local uh, Fresno State basketball teams. And uh, make sure you guys are checking out for uh, later dates for home games. Um, and make sure we continue to support our Fresno State dogs. Now let's talk about the NFL. 
and we make our way into the NFL playoffs. You know, it's, this is the best time of the year for, for the NFL, and I, I just love, love this time of year. Uh, but let's talk about last week's matchup in the divisional playoffs. Um, last week, we got all the fans, all the frenzy as the Jags faced off against the Chiefs in the AFC matchup of the weekend. Uh, the biggest story out of this matchup, though, was between the two QBs, which which one would have willed the way to win each one. Both of them played an awesome game, I have to say, but the Chiefs got the better end of the Jags as Patrick Mahomes was able to lead his team, you know, throwing the ball 22 for 30 for 195 yards and two touchdowns. He was spectacular throughout the whole game. Um, just until, you know, Jaguars uh, defensive player stepped on his ankle, that's when he had to hobble off the field. Uh, but, Jaguars QB Trevor Lawrence also had a great game, throwing the ball 24 for 39 for 217 yards and one touchdown. But he ended up throwing one interception, so I think that was the the deciding factor of the game. But the Chiefs took took the 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 chance and got got the win, and now they advance to the AFC Championship game this weekend. Um, and then the first NFC game. Last weekend was the Giants versus Eagles, and this this Saturday matchup was probably I thought it was going to be a better game. Uh, it, the Giants I thought were going to be able to contend with with the Eagles, uh, but after seeing how well they did against the Vikings, I, I thought for sure they would have been able to 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 keep up with the Eagles, but the Eagles just terrorized the Giants. Dominating throughout the game, uh, they were able to run the ball with their dual running backs, Kenneth Gainwell, who who ran the ball 12 carries for 112 yards and one touchdown, and Miles Sanders, who had 17 carries for 90 yards, which really boosted those the Eagles over the Giants. Uh, the Eagles QB, Jalen Hurts, also threw the ball 16 for 24 for 154 yards and two touchdowns, which also sparked that Eagles offense. Uh, the Giants just couldn't keep up with the off- with the with the Eagles offense um, as, you know, they couldn't even get it started as they only w- were able to score one touchdown versus the Eagles. Uh, Giants QB Daniel Jones threw the ball 15 for 27 for 135 yards and one interception. And I don't think that will get it done. Uh, You got to at least throw the ball at least 20 to to 30 times in a playoff game. Uh, But now the Eagles will advance to the NFC Championship game. Um, And now the the other matchup of the week was uh, the Bengals versus the Bills, which this was definitely the battle of... The quarterbacks, in my in my opinion, um, Josh Allen had a great game, but to me is I I don't like when a, a player shows his frustration. You know, it, it, it's great to see um, a, a quarterback will his way back from from uh, mishaps. You know, um, I I just feel like uh, Josh Allen just didn't. Just didn't put his his mental game on uh, against the Bengals, which I feel like Joe Burrow has a way of putting some kind of edge on on the opponent. Um, 
which Joe Burrow, to me, is one of the best quarterbacks right now in the league, and he's been showing it, uh, especially in this game, as he threw 23 for 36 for 242 yards and two touchdowns. But it's but it's along with the running game as well as Joe Mixon was able to carry the ball for 20, 20 times for 105 yards and one touchdown. Uh, the Bengals look scary now that they uh, ended up beating the 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 Bills over the weekend, which is going to be interesting. You know, um, that matchup between the Chiefs now. Uh, but the Bills have a, a, a lot to, to learn from this game. I thought they would have been, well, they were my Super Bowl f- favorites this year. Uh, now both my teams are gone out of the out of uh, the the Super Bowl playoffs. So now I think I just think it's gonna it's gonna come down to um, how well Joe Burrow is gonna be able to throw that ball next weekend. Um, but then and also in the uh, divisional matchups we had the Niners and the Cowboys, which was the game of the week. I had to say. Because there is so much history between these two franchises. Uh, they're two of America's favorite uh, franchises. And I think when it comes to um, franchises, uh, both are pretty dedicated. The, the Niners uh, run deep, and so does uh, the Cowboys. But this week, you know, it really came down to quarterback play, which, in my opinion, you had, you had this you had to see the the difference you know Dak Prescott uh he he's a a great QB i just think you know when when he's throwing the ball he doesn't really know how to check for receivers so he's really going for his number one option um which is why he was throwing uh, he threw two picks in the game uh, he still threw 23 for 37 for 206 yards uh but i just think those two interceptions against a running heavy uh, offense like the 49ers, you can't really give them those opportunities, especially as you know they were they were running the ball with their two running backs, but the wide receivers is what was really um, the 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 uh, the reason why the Niners were able to dominate against the Cowboys. Uh, I just I just think Dak Prescott was the reason why the Cowboys lost. Uh, I don't know what, what, what the Cowboys have to do to, to really get past um, the divisional round. You know, uh, it, it sucks that, you know, Cowboys go 13-6. and six, Great, great record, uh, but, but can't get it going past the 49ers right when it matters. Uh, just didn't, it just looked like they were outcoached, outmatched. Uh, wasn't able to keep up with the defense. The defense had had their way with the Cowboys' offense. So I just think the 49ers are the hottest team right now, and I think they might get past uh, the Eagles next weekend. And I also think the Chiefs uh, are are probably the hottest ticket right now too. So I'm going to go uh, Chiefs, 49ers uh, for the Super Bowl. So let me know what your guys' uh, Super Bowl predictions are. Now let's talk about the NBA in this week. Let's just talk about the All-Star game as, you know, we are getting closer uh, to the game, which will be Sunday, February 19th at 5 p.m. But the All-Star game is one of my favorite fan games in every sport, and I look forward to it 
every year. And I honestly look forward to voting for my favorite players and seeing some new players who have shown a lot of improvement. And this year's All-Star Game is going to be a little bit different. The All-Star Draft will now take place right before the All-Star Game. Now that the NBA has really moved from the East and West format, um, they did that in 2018. Uh, they're trying to make the All-Star Game Weekend experience even better. Uh, the leading vote-getters will be named captains. The NBA is now going to have like that playground style of drafting in person immediately before the game. And this should make the All-Star Game interesting, especially when drama comes up like last year when they didn't want to uh, <laughs> pick Harden or... Other times when people don't want to pick Rudy Gobert, you know, it, it's just funny uh, to, to see and, and, to, and to, to look at. But all-star starters are voted on by the fans who have 50% of the vote. The media and players um, will share 25% of the vote. The coaches will select the reserves. And each conference gets two backcourt players, three frontcourt players, and in the starting lineups, as well as two backcourt players and three frontcourt players and two additional players, regardless of position for the bench. Um, so I just I just want to urge you guys to go ahead and vote for your uh, NBA All-Star. And I would want to know uh, who is your top five uh, in the West or East. Uh, give me your top five favorite players uh, that you would vote for in the All-Star game. And then... I want to talk about the Lakers right now. You know, they've been playing very, really well. Uh, they just got Anthony Davis back. They're 23 and 26 right now, 13th in the in the West. Uh, like I said, Anthony Davis made his comeback coming off the bench uh, on Wednesday versus the Spurs. Uh, but the Lakers got the win, 113-104, while Davis was benched for the first time in nearly a decade. I think they said the last time he was benched was when he played for New Orleans and Davis has been out for the last five weeks, which he fractured a bone in his right foot. Uh, but he's back in the starting lineup and he'll be playing this weekend versus the, the Celtics. Uh, but Davis said the foot ankle and body feel good. And we're just hopefully uh, ready to see Davis back in full form as the Lakers, you know, th their play has been ramping up right now. Um, and and this means that we're getting closer to All-Star break. So I know the, the Lakers ended up adding another uh, component to their uh, team uh, as they, they signed uh, a Wizards player last week, Rua Hachimura, which will be now the first Japanese player to play for the Lakers and so far it looks like it, it was a great pick uh, but the the Lakers this week will be on the road versus the Celtics the Nets and the Knicks and now let's talk about the Warriors who are 24 and 24 they're eighth in the Western Conference right now uh, the Warriors have got Stephen Curry back in the lineup this week you know, they've been losing some close matchups versus the Celtics and Nets, but making some statement wins versus the Cavs and Grizzlies. Uh, the Warriors battled back last night versus the Grizzlies as Stephen Curry was ejected for throwing a mouthpiece. And after getting upset at Jordan Poole for really throwing up a, a wild three-pointer, uh, you saw him throw, <laughs> throw the mouthpiece on the ground. Uh, I don't think he should have been ejected for throwing the mouthpiece on the ground. 
uh, maybe a technical, uh, but if it didn't hit anybody, I don't think it, sh it should have been an ejection. Uh, but this has been Curry's third ejection of his career, while each incident has been <laughs> involved with the mouthpiece. Uh, but the Warriors defeated the Grizzlies 120-122 without their store point guard in the in the last moments of the game. Um, and this was a big win uh, to give the Warriors some, some major confidence as, you know, there are in that eighth spot in the West. Uh, but this week, the Warriors are playing against uh, the Raptors at the Raptors, at Thunder, and at Timberwolves. So uh, there's going to be a lot of games for the Warriors this week. Now let's talk about the Clippers, uh, who are 26 and 24. They're fifth in the Western Conference Um I don't really like the Clippers, I, 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 but I want to talk about our Western teams this year or this week. Uh, the Clippers dominated the Lakers this past week in really an uneven matchup. As you know, the Clippers' height just doesn't match up well with the with the with the Lakers, um, especially with Anthony Davis gone. But they defeated the Lakers one thirty three one fifteen as Kawhi looked dominant, scoring twenty five points, grabbing nine rebounds. Uh, Leonard is playing well as he's looking really healthy right now and looks like he's getting back to his old self. Uh, but Paul George is the reason why I think the Clippers are being so successful as he's been playing great right now. Um, he's actually taking over that point guard position pretty well, uh, averaging 23 points, six rebounds, and three assists, and I think in the upcoming uh, weeks we'll be seeing a little bit more of a, of, of assists on, on the part of uh, Paul George, especially now that Kawhi's back. Uh, but the Clippers are rumored to have interest in Timberwolves point guard D'Angelo Russell. And now let's talk about the Kings, uh, who are 27-20, and 20, and they're third in the Western right now. Uh, the Kings have been able to beat the Thunder, the Grizzlies, but lost to Eastern teams, 76ers, and the Raptors this week. Uh, the Kings have been playing well, all due to the great team play that head coach Mike Brown has put together. The city of Sacramento has something to be proud of, as their home team this year uh, remained the top teams in, in the Western Conference. The Kings have been on fire, and a lot of it has to be uh, because of the fans. They have been so loyal to the franchise that had so much promise in the early 2000s and now have really gotten their product back this season. With their new arena, the fans have something really to be proud about as the Kings and their Golden One Center have become a, a really a fan-friendly arena. Um, when they chant, you know, light the beam, light the beam, the, you know, it's definitely exciting, especially probably when playoff time comes. So the Kings have been on a roll. I just hope that they continue uh, to see that success. I mean, as a Lakers fan, it's tough to see, but uh, as a person that lives in California, you want to see all your California teams grow. So I'm proud of those Kings for being third in the Western Conference. Uh, next week, we'll be talking more about the NBA. Uh, we'll be talking about more of the power rankings. But this week, I definitely want to catch you guys up on our Western teams as, you know, the NBA is starting to get even more interesting. I want to thank you guys for just tuning in this week, each week. 
continue your support, not only for this podcast, but find some other local podcasts that you guys can support. Uh, maybe next week I'll have a list of, of uh, podcasts that I do listen to, uh, and I'll share those with you. Maybe you guys will be interested in some of them. Um, there's a lot that are sports-related. There's a lot that are, are just social, you know, uh, like cultural podcasts. Um just I, I, I just I just think podcasts right now are at the all time high. So I definitely want to share you share with you some of my top ones. Uh, but I want to continue to support everything local as you guys uh, remember could, could just remember to push play each week. I just hope that we could continue to move forward in a great, great trajectory. I mean, this podcast is not only my podcast, this is our podcast. So Continue to tune in, continue to share the podcast, uh, and continue just to support local, support your local businesses, support your local artists, support your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro Oveda signing off episode 205.